Um, our panelists today, um, our guest speaker is and moderator will be Minister Sorsha Brown. And then the panelists, yes, yes, yes. Let's take some time to get some love. Love. I like that red. <laughs> uh, our panelists are Minister Jessica Kemp. You know Church. I love music. I've had the pleasure to watch her grow up into a beautiful and anointed young lady. Um, Ta uh, Tammy Kinnan. Did I say it right? With I. <laughs> Minister Tequesta Reed. Minister Margaret Hawthorne. Anisha Candelaria. So at this time, we are going to be blessed by the, the encouragement. We need one more chair. Can we get one more chair? We brought up. <laughs> so we're going to fix that situation for you. And uh, minister, if you want to start. Get us started. Well, ladies, are you having a great time so far? I am truly being blessed. I need everybody to stand up. We're going to have a little praise break, a little dance party for a session. I know you've eaten. We want to warm up a little bit, right? Turn the heat up. If y'all can play that song for me, this song is one of my favorite songs when I'm in the gym and I'm doing my cardio. So come on, let's just stand. We're going to move a little bit. Yeah, it's Mary J. It's Mary J. Blige in the house of God. And the song says, I'm just fine. But come on, let's move a little bit, ladies.
amazing, amazing, amazing. Come on, we can have fun in the house of God. Come on, we can dance and celebrate in the house of God. Beautiful, now we all have to catch our breath. There's a lyric in that song that just really, really speaks to me. There's a lyric in that song and she says, I like what I see when I look at me when I'm walking past the mirror. I like what I see when I'm looking at me when I'm walking past a mirror. This session, we're gonna talk about finding your why and what it means to be motivated. But I, my prayer is this, that every single one of you can truly say, I like what I see when I'm walking past a mirror. Externally, internally, I like who I am because you're bad to the bone. You are amazing. And so I love that song. That's probably in my rotation every single week when I'm doing my cardio. And so we're going to talk about wholeness really today, spiritual, financial, emotional. How do we find our why? And what does it mean to live our best life? And I'm going to sit down now because I can preach for a minute. But um, I'm so grateful to be on this panel with these amazing ladies. If you would introduce yourselves to us, and then we're going to get started in this session on being motivated. Um, my name is Jessica Kip. I bring you greetings from Antioch, down the road and around the corner from you all. Uh, in the small town of San Antonio, I had to come to the big city of shirts to come hang out with y'all. Uh, uh, at, at Antioch, my pastor is Reverend Dr. Kenneth R. Kemp. If you're listening closely, his last name is my last name. He is my father. And I am excited to be able to serve there as the minister of children and youth uh, at the Antioch Church. Come on, let's celebrate. Yes. Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon, one more time. All right, well, I'm Tammy Cannon. I think I may be the only one who doesn't have minister in front of her name, but that's all right. That's all right. Um, I am a native San Antonio person in the building. Whoop, whoop. And I grew up on the east side of San Antonio. How many of y'all with me? All right. So I know this city, city very, very well. I moved away for a little bit. Um, for my career and uh, came back home. Um, I work a lot in my church. I minister in my church on the praise and worship team. I've spent a lot of my time building my corporate career. career. I work in the corporate environment in organizational development and human resources. Um, I consider myself a servant on so many levels. So I'm very, very honored to be in the midst of all of you guys right now. And I'm, I wish many, many blessings on your lives and hopefully this will be a blessing to you and I know it's gonna be a blessing to me. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Tequesta Reed and I bring you greetings from the Sunshine State of Florida, amen. Florida in the house. But I have adopted the San Antonio Spurs and the Dallas Cowboys. So. I have, I have. I'm sorry, I feel like I live in Texas. I, I gotta support Texas teams. Okay. All right. But at any rate, um, I am retired from the military. I did 20 years, um, three months. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Army is very tough. Anyway, um, currently, 
I work as an instructor for the ultrasound program um, with METC on Fort Sam. And if you know anything about me, you know I keep my hands busy, amen. I love to do things. One of the things that was said earlier is that some of the stuff we do really well, but we need to find that thing that motivates us the most. So I'm really looking forward to the information that God has given each of us to present to you, amen. Hello everyone, I am Margaret Hawthorne. I am also a retired military individual. Yeah. Praise God, amen, amen, amen. And I'm looking forward to just talking with y'all today, letting you know what motivated me then and now. Hi, my name is Neisha Candelaria. I'm actually a member at Resurrection in Espanol. <laughs> I am a wife, I'm the wife of Oscar Candelaria, I am a mother, I am a sister, but most of all, I am a child of God. Yeah. I love it. Well, I want to just set the, set the stage for this moment. Um, a scripture that I was meditating on, and I think just summarizes what we're going to discuss in this session, is 3 John chapter 2, 3 John 2, and it says, Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. There are three promises we see in this scripture. The word says, Beloved, I wish above all else in the King James Version that you prosper in all things, yes. be in good health, even as your soul interchangeable, your spirit prospers. And so in this session, we're going to talk about what does that mean? What does that look like? How do we get there? And one of the first uh, questions I want to just ask the panel is, what motivates you? We're talking about motivation. What is something that motivates you, whether it's in your personal life, your spiritual life, your career, where you are in your life right now? What is a motivating factor for you? What do you find motivates you? And anyone can take the, take the question. Okay, amen, I'll start. I like to talk, so since they let me go first, I'm gonna. <laughs> well, um, for me specifically, I would like to talk to, about my business adventure, my business venture. A few years ago, I had the privilege of going with the women's ministry to Houston to a conference. And the guest speaker was on stage saying all these wonderful things and the women all over the house were just all excited. And as I was sitting there, the comment that the, the speaker made, I thought, oh my goodness, that would look good on a t-shirt. Right? So I wrote it down. And this kind of happened throughout the entire time that I was there. And so on that next morning, um, once we had gotten back, I woke up and when I woke up, I had just all of these ideas about starting a business. Now, I know nothing about anything, right? So I called someone that I knew who had started something and I asked a lot of questions. Then I started doing a lot of research. And from the panel this morning, one of the speakers mentioned the SBA and SCORE and all of that. And those are some resources that I use to help me get to where I was trying to go. So, um, I jumped right in, you know, because I felt like the Lord said, start a business. Now, if you know anything about me, I will try anything, you know. Okay. I will try anything. If I th oh, that's a good idea, let me try that. Oh, that's a good idea, let me try that. But this was kind of different, right? So I'll start something and then never see it once I, you know, never see it come to pass once I run into a roadblock. But this thing was different. 
the Lord spoke to me and said, start the business. And so from there, like I said, I did a lot of research. I invested in myself, just like um, Sister Marshall said this morning. I YouTubed a whole bunch of stuff. I went to training in Arkansas. I got a ticket coming back, though. But <laughs> speed. But anyway, I invested in this thing, right? And so because we have the ability a lot of times to do so many things so well, we really need to tap into the thing that God is telling us to do. So one of the things that you have to know for yourself is who you are and whose you are. Because a lot of times when you begin to share with people about what God has told you to do, we have a lot of dream killers, amen? People who will try to discourage you, and, and they might not always do it intentionally, but they do it, amen? So you got to know who you are and whose you are. And then, like I previously mentioned, you got to do your research. Amen. You got to do your homework, amen? You got to do those things that are going to help you get to where it is that you're trying to go. And then lastly... You have to stay focused and stay committed because when you know, when you've gone before the face of God or God has shared it with you, what it is you're supposed to be doing, you have to stay focused. You have to stay focused. So I said that I'll have my hands in a whole bunch of stuff, but one thing that the Lord said to me was, you can't get anything done because you're all over the place. You're all over the place. And I read an article that talked about um, the concentration of light. When light is concentrated in a particular area, like um, when we're using a magnifying glass, it has the ability to catch something on fire. But when you're all over the place, light is diffused and you're not getting a whole lot of anything done because you're all over the place. So when you know who you are and whose you are, when God has given you a clear cut mission, your why, you need to jump all in and getting those things, those skill sets, the knowledge to do the thing that God has called you to do. Now, some of those things are going to be innate because um, it, God has given us all these gifts and talents. But for me, I knew nothing about making t-shirts. So you have to do what you need to do to be prepared. Amen. And so one last thing before I shut up <laughs> is that um, the Lord was telling me, how are you going to be effective in what I've asked you to do if you're not taking care of yourself? And so for me, it addressed all of these things that we're supposed to be talking about on today. And the Lord brought that to me before I even knew that this day was going to happen. So in terms of my physical well-being, I'm out of shape. And she got us up here you're going um, dancing ahead, and you're carrying going ahead on. You're questioning. You're was... skipping. Well, let's just, let's come back to that, if you will. Okay. Let's I'm answer what girl. motivates you. Okay. Well, Listen, we're going to get to the physical part. We're going to get, what, what motivates you? If someone else wants to take that question, what is a motivating factor for you? What motivates you in your life? She said someone else. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other four panelists. Thank you so much. What motivated me was the word from God. I know that a lot of individuals have stated that they have not heard from God, but I can stand here, at least sit here, and say that I have heard from God. And God told me in 2011 to prepare. But what I did not know was what. He just said, prepare. And I said, but Lord, what? 
what do I prepare for? And as I prayed about it, God made it very clear that it had to do something with his ministry. Now, I was already in the church, working in the church, doing all of that, but I had not retired yet from the military. And then the Lord said to retire. But, you know, God is so good because that time that he said retire, I was at 28 years. So you had to submit an application for retirement a year out. So here I had a year out in which I could submit my application. So I spoke with my husband. We all decided that yes, we'll go ahead and we will retire. So I was able to retire at 30 years. But after I retired and we came here to San Antonio, okay, now God what? And I was in a limbo for a little bit. I knew that I was called but I didn't know that I was called to preach. I didn't know that I was called to proclaim publicly the word of God. So I went to my pastor and I said, Pastor Brown, um, I heard from the Lord and he said for me to prepare. And Pastor Brown gave me an encouraging word. He said, you do what God has told you to do. The only thing that I asked you to do is to be patient. And I says, okay, Lord. And as I prayed, the Lord opened doors. Isaiah 22 and 22 said that the Lord will open doors that no man can close, and he will shut doors that no man can shut. And as God opened doors, he opened a door for me to go to seminary. So I went to seminary, and I did that for three years, and I said, but God, what now? But I remember what Pastor Brown said. He said, be patient. So I continue to be patient. I continue to serve. I continue to work in all the different ministries. And God continued to open doors in which I was ordained. And that is one of the most beautiful things that God could have done for me because of the ministry that, and I know that I'm going a little bit ahead here, but because of the ministry that God had called me to that I didn't know back then. But because I listened, and I did what he said to do, which was to prepare. So I used that as my propeller, prepare. So that was my motivating factor, that word prepare, and I obeyed what God said. And that's a great transition to our next question, because um, what you just revealed is you discovered your why. You discovered when God spoke to you, you discover what God was doing in you. You didn't have all the pieces together. You didn't know how he was going to get you there. But you began to prepare because you discovered the why. And when we say the words discovering your why, I just want to explain that a little bit. It's really what we've been talking about all day. It's been popping up all morning. What is your purpose? Dee said something earlier to my sister. Your job is not always your purpose. So what is your why? What is that motivating reason why you get up out of bed every morning and do what you do. The reason why you are who you are. And I love that my sister said earlier, you have to determine authentically who you choose to be in the earth. You have to make a decision. I'm not going to be what this person says or that. This is who I choose to be because I'm working toward fulfilling my why in the earth. And so I just want you ladies to share with me, how did you discover your why? Or have you discovered your why? Or maybe you're still on the journey to truly understanding it, but have you discovered your why and how do you discover your why in life? Um, this is a very interesting question. I, I think um, one of the things that helped me discover my why was getting uh, sure on what it is that God had called me to do. Mm 
right? So I always look at this in, in four ways. So you talk about purpose, divinely what God has designed for you to be. Not, not, um, not so much as your, surface, your service, but what is, why did God create you, right? What is it that I'm supposed to bring to this world that God created me for? Then you talk about calling. And for me, calling is what's my service to the kingdom. And so once I started working on those two things, um, and, and the speaker earlier talked about getting closer with God, that the more you spend time with the Lord and the more you start talking to the Lord about showing me what it is you would have for me to do, the more the Lord will give you opportunities to start pruning at whatever that calling or whatever that purpose is. Right. Because you innately, I believe everyone has a place where you feel where the Lord is directing you towards. The real issue is saying, okay, let me get really down deep and do the real work of saying, who is it that God wants me to be? Right. So what that was for me was to uh, be willing to step out in front and lead. Be, to be willing to be a leader. Uh, you, I had the capabilities to be a leader, so I had the gifting to lead. But I had to be willing to lead. See, at Antioch, when I was wrestling with my call, we didn't have any women preachers. We didn't have any. We had had women who came and preached at, at, at our church, but we didn't have any women who were speaking. Before I announced my call, I had been talking to the Lord, and I said, Lord, I, I, you know, if I'm going to preach, I want to preach at home. I don't want to go somewhere else and preach. I know I can, but if I'm going to preach, I want to preach at home. And since there's no preachers at Antioch, that means you ain't called me to preach. That's how I did that. <laughs> I knew that for certain. I said, I got that. And the Lord fixed that. What the Lord did is he sent a, a female preacher to Antioch. He sent her there, and she tilled the ground for me. So just a word for my fellow millennials. The Lord has already sent someone to till the ground for you, to do what it is that you feel the Lord's calling you to do. Because oftentimes for us millennials, what happens is we feel like there's all these roadblocks to keep us from leading because everybody's been leading for forever, so there's no space for me to lead. You've got to flip that and realize that the Lord is allowing them to till the ground for you so that when your opportunity comes, you can step in and you're stepping into fertile ground. Right? So she tilled the ground for me, and I started saying, okay, well, yeah, now she's doing that, but Lord, you know, I'm not married. <laughs> and every woman that I know who preaches, she, she, she got somebody. I had somebody. If she ain't married, she was married before. Now you, I don't want that struggle, Lord. I want a husband. <laughs> but what the Lord did for me is the Lord said, said to me, clear as day, how long... Are you going to sit on the blessings of other people because you're unwilling to lead in the way that I've called you to lead? You have to realize that other people's blessing and breakthrough is connected to your willingness to say yes to leading. So I had to say, okay, that ain't really a good enough reason. <laughs> Let me try another one. 
I don't feel like I'm old enough. Or I have enough experience to stand before women who are my elders and say, this is what the Lord has said. And the Lord had to remind me, you've been standing before folks singing and teaching, and that was never a problem. And just as I told Moses that I would go with you, just as I told Joshua that I'd give you the words to put in their mouth, just as I had told all these other people in the Bible and in your family that I will go with you, what makes you think that your age is all of a sudden an issue? Right. We've been going through this for two years. Mm -hmm. Two years ago I called you and you were saying no, and you older now, so go on and step out. Yeah. When I said yes, to leading the way the Lord had me lead, everything in my life changed. Everything in my life changed. I understood who I was. I understood what my purpose was. I understood what my direction, where I was supposed to be going. All of my relationships got better. Everything got, not that everything got easy, but I was walking in the calling that the Lord gave for me, right? And because I was willing to walk in the calling the Lord had had given me, everything else fell into place. So all the places where I was struggling, Mm -hmm. the Lord made straight. So that's another word of just a little encouragement for somebody out here who's like, the Lord has already told you what to do. I'm one of those people that the Lord already told me what to do. I just sat on it for a long time. If the Lord's already told you what to do and you are realizing that every place in your life there is struggle and strain, sis, until you start doing what the Lord has called you to do, you will continue to come up against obstacle. But I promise you, when you do what the Lord has called you to do, he will make every way straight for you. He won't make it easy, but it'll be so much easier to handle all the trials and tribulations of life because you... Because you're doing what the Lord has called you to do. That's good. Somebody told me you were on fire. I ain't never met you before. You on fire. I'm, not, I'm just lukewarm. I love no, it. Just lukewarm. Oh, we, not, we haven't seen all of it yet. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so the question is, I think, what keeps me motivated? Keep, discover, discover your why. Discover your why. Okay. So I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach to answer this question and make it more practical, day-to-day, what we experience every day at work. Okay? And, and to get there, I'm going to ask you a question. It's rhetorical, so you don't have to answer. But when you look in the mirror, what do you see? So I'm not talking about when you look in the mirror and you say, oh, is my hair right? Do I have on lipstick, lip gloss? Is my makeup right? My outfit right? Do I have on the right shoes? That's not what I'm talking about. If you've ever had an opportunity to sit and stand in front of a mirror and just look, just stand there and just look. No makeup, nothing. Just look at yourself. What do you see? So I had to ask myself that question. It's been years, many years ago. Many people don't know I started out my career when I graduated college as a parole officer. I know, you can't believe, people you know me can't believe it. But I was a parole officer for a number of years and I worked my way up and worked and uh, was uh, training in the academy. But I knew that was not who I was. I knew that wasn't where I was supposed to land. That was not who I was going to be. And so I always struggled with it, went through it, but I struggled with it. And I remember I decided at one point, I think it was like eight years, I started applying for jobs, doing something. I just got to do something different, do something different, do something different, whatever it is. I can't do this the rest of my life. And then 
I realized I hadn't prayed yet. I wasn't getting anything. Every application I, I uh, put out there, every interview I went to, they said no, no, no. And I started to look at myself going, what's wrong with me? But then I realized I hadn't prayed yet. So I took a step back and I asked God, God, you have it. If I'm supposed to be working for the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, I'll stay here. If that's what you're telling me I'm supposed to do. But if I'm not, Reveal that to me at some point. And so I prayed and I let it go. Just so happened I ran into a really a person who became a really great friend of mine and she told me about a job that she was leaving because she got a, uh, into another position that I should apply for. I didn't believe I could because it was in a corporate environment. Anybody who knows if you work for the state or you work for the government, going in a corporate environment is very different. So I said, well, okay, I'll try it. She just had a lot of confidence in me. I interviewed for the job, I got it. And when I walked into that building was a Fortune 500 company. I looked and I said, God, you did that thing. You did it. It's a beautiful place. You know, the money was right and everything was falling into place. Thank you, God. I prayed for that. It didn't take but a week for everything to start going wrong. I had, I had inherited a team of six people, and those six people had people reporting to them. And so I went in there like, I'm about to, I'm about to make a difference in here, right? But they didn't listen to me. They didn't listen to me. In fact, because their manager was still in the building, they didn't want to have nothing to do with me. Nothing that I said mattered. Our team wasn't performing. Our team was broken. It was very dysfunctional, and there was no trust. And so instead of me now, I'm, I'm going now from, oh my God, thank you, to, God, why? Have you ever, have you ever done that? You pray for something, and then it doesn't go the way you think it should go, and now you want to ask why, right? So I did that. I asked God why, and I cried. I am not kidding you for a year, going to work 38 miles every day. And I had a mentor who happened to be my manager who was great, and one day she, she fed into me, and I realized that I needed to do something different, right? Every day I was going to work, I was wearing what I call victim glasses. Every day, they were doing it unto me. You don't like me. Y'all talking about me. I told you we need to do this, and you're not doing it. I'm getting calls from managers saying, why isn't your team performing? And I'm just saying, I don't know, it's them. And one day I realized it wasn't them, okay? It was me. Because you know what I would do every day I went to work? I'd go straight to my desk. I didn't say anything to them. I didn't say, how was your day? How was the night before? How is your family? I didn't say, what strengths do you have? What weaknesses do you have? How can I help you? I didn't say, what are you struggling with? What can I do? Oh, you need to be off work? I didn't say, what do you need to take care of? I said, you can't. I need you to do X, Y, Z. This was me 20 years ago. I've developed from that, y'all. I'm not like that anymore. Okay, let me make that clear. But I turned the victim glasses into accountable glasses. I changed my lens. And so this is one thing I want you guys to take away from this. I look at, I look at life very differently sometimes than other people. When things are going wrong, I ask myself, what am I doing first? I ask myself, is there anything that I can do different? Because sometimes in situations, or in many situations, we feel like things are being done unto us, right? She did this unto me. Sometimes I'm doing it to myself. 
So what motivates me and what is my, how did I find my why? I found my why by looking inside of me, asking God to show me what it is that I need to do differently. And so then I prayed again. And I said, God, I need you to show me what I need to do differently. And then I got quiet and I sat still until he sent me the right message that I needed to hear. And I started doing things like I would go to work and I would say, how you doing? How are your kids? This one lady loved to talk about her grandkids. How are your grandkids today? What do you need from me? You are doing a great job. You should leverage that strength. But here, I want to help you. I'm going to coach you in this area where you need help. I changed that. And so that team changed into a team that was not performing well to a team that was very strong and highly performing by the time we were done, because I ended up leaving the, the company. But the thing that I will tell you is that use the tools that God gives to you. Now, this is what I mean by this. Anybody aware of Myers-Briggs type indicator or the disc and all these personalities? If you start to examine some of those things, like emotional intelligence, you'll start to see there are so many connections to the scripture. Yeah. So many connections to scripture. So fortunately, I worked with people and other facilitators and coaches that got that. And so we were able to make those connections to God's word while we were coaching other people and while we were coaching ourselves. And so what I would say to you is what keeps me motivated, and this ain't no lie, what keeps me motivated is constantly looking at myself and saying, what do I need to do differently? And I bring that to church. If someone's not speaking to me, or because you know sometimes how we can be women, sometimes you know, we may not speak to each other, or you know, we may treat each other not the best. But even in those situations, you got to take a step back and say, what can I do different? Because I can't change you, but I can change my response to you. Come on, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. So much that both of them said I could, I want to zone in on, but I, I'm, we're going to honor this time. Uh, I want to transition just a little bit. We've talked about finding our why, what motivates us. I think it's so important as women that we also have a conversation around our health. I believe earlier we've had a conversation about just dealing with depression and stuff, but just our physical health, our finances. Come on, look at somebody and say, I need some more money. I need some more money. We don't have these conversations a lot of times on, you know, how do I become whole financially? How do I become whole in my health? And one of the questions I have here, in living your best life, in striving to live the best life that God has for you, because his word says that he would, that you have an abundant life yeah. here on this earth. How, what are some practical things that you ladies do to be healthy, to be sound financially? Because it's a whole, we are a whole man. You know, the Bible says that we're many parts, but one body, right? I'm in the scripture. Yep. And so there are many aspects. I believe we can have it going on in the house of God and be broke like nobody's business. We can be financially successful and our bodies are decomposing and breaking down before us. So how do we live in a space of wholeness? How do we live in a place where we are not just saying hashtag best life, but you're really living your best life, amen? What are some practical ways, some practical steps that you have taken in your personal life that you wanna to share to help you stay in a place of wholeness financially, spiritually, uh, with your health, mentally, emotionally? You talked about emotional capacity, that's so important. Um, who wants to share on that? I think we live in a life that's so fast. We're 
always constantly moving and thinking about tomorrow, then we forget to live today. Um, so for me, uh, it was I, a little background. I'm the kind of person at, at church that I like to help everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, I was an usher. I was a teacher. You know, I help with the, um, with the young adults. Um, I'm in the, the, inter the intercessor ministry with my husband. So my hands were everywhere. I'm very close to my pastors. You know, their heart means a lot to me. So I'm always trying to be there for them. But it was so much chaos, so much chaos in my life that I became emotionally drained, physically drained, you know, spiritually drained. So it took me a day to, um, my, um, my stepfather just passed. And it took me a moment to be like, wait, life is so fragile. And I'm just going day by day, just waiting for tomorrow. What, what do I have to do tomorrow? You know, what do my kids have to do tomorrow? I'm always looking for tomorrow, not living for today. So I just stopped. And because uh, um, I'm a little nervous, but a lot of us say that I can do everything through Christ yeah. who strengthens me, right? But I've learned that you can do everything through Christ that you're actually graced for. Yeah. So I'm not graced to be a teacher. Yeah. You know, I might not be graced. I'm not graced for everything. So, and, and I've learned that everything that you do that you're not graced for, you have to do outside of the grace of God. That's why I was so emotionally drained. That's why I was so physically drained and spiritually drained. I need somebody to just reach up and catch on to that word. Come on. You got to reach on and catch on to that one. What you're graced for. You so, <laughs> so when, once I got that in my head that, you know, yes, it's, it's good to always, you know, help and say yes. Sometimes you have to say no because you have to look out for your own health, yeah. your spiritual health especially. That's right. So when, once I started walking towards, you know, that path, then I think that now, you know, I can't say that I am healthy, but I'm walking towards, you know, yeah. living a, a abundant and healthy life. It's spiritually um, was emotionally, physically, and financially, you know, like we all go through our struggles and everything, but I feel like we just have to live our best life now. You know, like you were saying, hashtag live our best yeah. life. A lot of people think that you have to be on vacation to live your best life, or you gotta be in the Bahamas somewhere to live your best life. I live my best life every day because God redeemed me. He took me out of where I was from, so I live my best life every single day. Amen. That's exciting. Praise God. Um, one of the things that I think about is when we're trying to fulfill our purpose, everything doesn't always take place in church. God has placed us in these different environments so that we can uh, fulfill his purpose and minister the gospel. And the reason I wanted to speak specifically about the t-shirt thing is because the Lord told me that the message that's written on the shirt, there are gonna be many people that re will read what's on that shirt that I will never have an opportunity to physically speak with. So he's giving me an opportunity to spread the word or at a minimum cause somebody to come and ask, what does that mean? And it'll give me an opportunity to share. In terms of the, the physical and emotional well-being, I suffer from depression and I was given the medication, but because I was allowing the stigmatism that the church puts upon us to cause me to stop taking my medicine, God can heal you. Yes, he most certainly can. But until then, 
this is what I need to do. Amen? Amen. Until he does, this is what you need to do. So we've got to, we've got to take care of all of us so that we can be effective in anything that God has called us to do. In terms of financially, financial tithe. <laughs> That's what I found. You know, every penny that God gives me, I, I tithe off of everything. Everything. And I've seen where, because of my faithfulness and tithing and giving, where God just continues to pour into our household. Amen. And the more that he pours into our household, I continue to tithe and bless others as God lays on my heart. Always. So if we're obedient to what the word of God says by giving our tithes and offering, he's going to be faithful. The Bible says that he's never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. So God gave me this thing. I invested a lot of money into getting things started. I, I will buy the, you know, the best equipment. You got to know me to know that I'm going to go all out because I want the best. But God is faithful because he saw that once he placed that, that thing in me that I was supposed to do, I jumped all in. I went running. What am I supposed to do? Da, 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 da. And he constantly poured back in our, to our household, constantly, you know, made sure that everything was taken care of. There is no lack because I was faithful to God and I was obedient to my why. Amen. I just also think we need to add a name that we got to be real with ourselves. Um, you know, you, you got to be real with yourself and realizing like when things aren't, if you're going to live your best life, you got to realize when you're not living your best life. And oftentimes we pretend like we're living our best life. We curate our lives, especially those of us who dabble in social media. You put up the best things about you yeah. on social media, the best, the best times you're having, your time on vacation, the new car that you got, or whatever. You put your good stuff up there. You curate what that is. And then we start competing with each other to see how much, how best I can put up. She put up something best, I'm going to put my best up too. And we're not being real about the fact that sometimes it's not good. Sometimes it's not. I might have a new car, but my spirit is broken. Uh, you know, my, you, yeah, we might have went on vacation, but my relationship is in a mess. Right. You know, we, we didn't talk on vacation. You saw a cute picture of us on vacation, but we did not speak to each other on vacation. If we're going to live our best lives, we got to be real. Yes. You got to be real with who you are and what you're going through and say, and, and look for the help. My sister's talking about, you know, having to, having medication. For depression, you have to be real to say, I'm, I'm, I'm in a bad place, mm -hmm. and I need help. Right. And despite what church folk or whoever might say, I'm going to take this medication because it helps. It gets me out the bed. Yes. I can't be a minister to you yes. if I'm laid up in the bed yes. because my mind has a chemical imbalance. Yes. Because I'm sick. Yes. Just like if, if I had a broken leg, I couldn't get up and walk. That's right. You would not talk about me. Yes. This is the same thing. So I think we have to be real, real. with what it is that, that we've got going on in our lives. Mm -hmm. Every day is a good day. Every day is a good day in Christ. Yes, and because every day is a good day in Christ, every day ought to be your best life. But it can't be your best life if you ain't real with who you are. Right, right, right. If you fronting all the time, it's not your best life. Right, right, right. You faking. Yeah. Yes. It, can I That's just, good. I, I want 
to just conclude with this thought. I, I love what everybody has said. So let me ask this question. We're going to be real, very transparent in this moment. How many of you truly know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Show of hands. Like you say, for real, minister, I know my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Second question. How many of you practice daily exercise, eating healthy, and taking time to be at peace in prayer? Show of hands. Come on, lift those hands up just as proud. <laughs> Here is what I know God put me on an assignment to share. I, it is so important, listen, hear me women, it's so important. If you truly believe your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, you've got to honor that temple. That's right. We can't put anything in our mouth. We can't go months and years without exercise. The Bible says, I would that you be in good health. But it starts with us. You have to make a decision to not just have it going on spiritually, have it going on emotionally, but to have it going on physically in your bodies. Yes. I am passionate about physical wellness. I just became a vegan here recently, and I'm not saying vegan is not for everybody. Everybody, it's not for everybody, but it has transformed my energy and my life yes. to release meat and dairy products. But here is what I have found. So many times we're serving God and we're giving our all and we're serving and we're loving people and we're faithful givers and we're tithing and we're worshiping and our bodies are suffering because we're not honoring the temple. Because would you come into this building, just physicality, this building, and would you just spray paint the walls, throw trash around, spit on the floor? Would anybody do that? I don't think anybody would do that. But many times we do that in our physical bodies. We don't honor, this is a temple. Point to your body right now and say, this is a temple. The Bible says of the Holy Spirit, which means God's spirit dwells, lives, abides on the inside of that temple. And so I just want to encourage you ladies that wholeness, understanding your why, being motivated, it's not just tied to spirituality. Right. It's our finances. It's our mental uh, peace of mind. It's finances. It's our bodies. And I want to challenge you and encourage you to be whole in every single area of your life. Yes. Amen? Yes. Amen. dedicate a whole day to that topic really so thank you ladies for participating thank you for being transparent um, a lot of times we minister out of our woundedness I'll say that again we minister out of our woundedness to each other being transparent we are wounded healers and so we need people who are going to come up and do real talk. Listen, oh, y'all just look at, listen. You could have paid several hundred dollars to drive up to Dallas, stay in a hotel, have to pay for your food, and not heard anything close to what we've heard today. 
And if you agree with me, get up off your feet and give these ladies some props. Yes, yes, that presentation deserves a response. Yes, I've done it. I've paid money to go to conferences and not heard anything close to what we've heard all day today. This time we're going to move, we're gonna transition, um, and Sister Walinda Franklin Spencer is going to um, come in a minute and give us um, her gift, her grace gift. And um, then we're gonna be hearing from Reverend Deborah Bell, Church Without Walls, the woman God sees, the woman God sees. She's gonna to talk to you from her topic, I am made in his image. Following that, we're going to have Reverend Bell to offer an invitation to rededicate. If by chance there's someone here who has not accepted Christ as a savior, she's gonna do that as well. And then we're gonna be having a prayer over those who choose to come forward by Sister Melissa Benson. And then we will have our closing remarks and our benediction. I think we have a few more giveaways. Thank you so much for allowing me to come and move you through the day. giving honor to God, to the pastor of this amazing church. Um, I've been tremendously helped on just today. I can imagine what y'all have been through this whole week. And I mean, give God some praise for clarity and just motivation and everything that we've been talking about and you've been talking about. Um, I bring you greetings from Greater Love Missionary Baptist Church, where Pastor Gillespie is my pastor. I'm extremely happy to be here, and I'm just here to give God some praise. Is that okay? I'm going to do something simple. I need your help. I don't have no praise team behind me or choir or nothing, so I'm going to need you to help me, okay? Simple song. I love you. Next song says, y'all know this song too. I love 
you, Jesus. Come on, y'all know it. Come on. I worship and adore you. Come on. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Sounds good. And I worship and adore you, God. Just want to let you know that I love you more than anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love you, Jesus. And I worship and adore you, Lord. 
think that was. That's love. God bless you and God keep you. I love you.